Hello, and welcome to the Brave Rebirth Podcast. I'm Ash Bruxford, your host, word witch, earth intuitive, and astrologer at Ash Gravity Earth Healing and Three Rabbits Apothecary. And I'm so excited that you're tuning into Brave Rebirth. What's up and how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good because I'm getting ready to go on vacation, actually. And um, I'm really looking forward to getting out of the cold, icy, snowy climate that is in Iowa in January and get to some new scenery, which I will tell you a little bit about in a minute. But first, I wanted to just let you know a little bit about what this podcast is about. On this podcast, we explore the intersections of intuition, shame, healing generational patterns, and cultivating a deeper connection to the universe, including plants, planets, and whatever aspect of nature I'm currently vibing on. So as I mentioned, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to Palm Springs, California. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I have gone to Palm Springs actually pretty regularly um, over the winter of the past few years, and uh, I'm really excited to go again. I go on this trip with my dad, and it is just a really good time. He and I are really similar in a lot of ways, and so um, we get along decently, so we have our ups and downs and our disagreements and, you know, that sort of thing, but overall travel really well together. And I love going to Joshua Tree specifically, and uh, especially the Choya Cactus Garden is my favorite, so I'm vibing on that right now. Really excited to go to the Choya Cactus Garden. If you've never seen a Choya Cactus, you should definitely Google them. They're really cute and fun uh, to look at, and it's spelled C-H-O-L-L-A if you want to go take a gander. I definitely recommend it. On today's episode, I wanted to continue a little bit on what I left off with last week about setting goals from an internally led place, setting goals that are about supporting our mental health and supporting ourselves rather than trying to attain some ideal that we think we will be enough if we get to that specific place if we achieve that specific aesthetic or whatever that is. And I wanted to talk about how my approach to goal setting and managing my life and getting my work done kind of fell apart a little bit once I got into a long-term relationship for the second real time. And I get a little bit into this in my book, So You Want to Bring Your Life Down, um, after I kind of guide you through crafting your vision for your life, figuring out who you want to be, and how you want to, you know, live and exist in the world, then what you learn is basically, I went through the process of dating And I had a somewhat long-term relationship. I was with somebody for a year. And then I was living on my own for a while, but I had a roommate. And then I met my partner, Marty, who I've been with for six years now. And when Marty and I got together, we moved 
fairly early in our relationship. I mean, not fairly early. I mean, it wasn't like we met and then two weeks later we moved. We were dating for about a year and we actually moved to a different town. We moved to this tiny town called Mount Vernon, Iowa. It's like 4,500 people live there, but half of that is because there is a small liberal arts college in Mount Vernon. And when we moved to Mount Vernon, it was our first time living together. So I was going from living with a roommate who was a friend of mine that I'd known since I was a teenager who had a very regular routine in his life. He went, he had a nine to five job. He got up every Monday through Friday at the same time. He left and he went to work and he came home basically at the same time. He had a boyfriend and so multiple nights a week, he usually went over to his boyfriend's house and, um, you know, would spend the night there or they would just hang out and then he would come home. And so Monday through Friday, he had a very set schedule and I basically set my schedule around his. And I actually was living with him when I was in my one year relationship as well. So I had about two years where my schedule was really dictated by his schedule. And this is how I've typically had to do things when I have lived with other people. I've actually never really lived by myself, I guess, as an adult. And I wonder what that would look like. You know, in a sense, I feel like I did kind of live by myself when I had this roommate, but that's not really true. It's just like the closest that I ever had to that. So when... I think about my day and how I set up my day and how I set up my life and my days when I was living with a girlfriend and a roommate and then when I was just living with a roommate. My schedule basically was led from, okay, my roommate just left. He is at work now. And because I didn't really want to do the bathroom dance in the morning with him, and I could set my own hours and my own schedule for work because I worked from home, I basically just kind of let him set the pace for the day. And I also got my dog, Thistle, during that time of my life. And so this is when I have to go take the dog out became my cue for starting my day. So I would take her out and I would go for a walk while my roommate was getting ready. And then he was usually leaving or already gone by the time I finished my walk and came inside. And so then I would start my day. All right. So there's a point to this. There's a point to why I'm telling you all of this. And I really liked that. That really worked for me to basically start my routine, start my day based on I have the house to myself now, he's gone, and I'm alone. And so now that I'm alone, I'm going to do all of the things that I do every day. So when my partner Marty and I moved to Mount Vernon, this approach started falling apart. (laughs) Because... She 
didn't have a regular schedule like that. She was an event planner and her schedule changed all the time. And then when she quit her job, she was working from home like me. And she did different things every day. Some days she would be, we had a bed and breakfast there. So for a while, her life was like, um, you know, renovating our house. And that's what she was doing every day. I was still working a full-time job, working from home at that time. And so uh, it was a struggle because she was very variable in her schedule And because of that, I didn't really know what to expect every day. And I was really used to setting my schedule kind of based on what everyone else was doing. And I think that's something I started doing when I was a teenager. It's also, uh, to other people, this seems weird, I know. But growing up, I was an only child and my parents um, are also neurodivergent. And we all needed a lot of alone time. So on the weekends, especially on Sundays, we would each be alone in our bedrooms, like doing our own thing. We didn't, we were not a family that like went out and did a bunch of things together. And other people kind of thought that was weird. We'd go out to dinner, you know, as a family, maybe once a week or something like that. But we all spent a lot of time alone. And that was just really normal for me growing up. So when I was living with other people, I kind of did a similar thing that I did when I was growing up, which is like, I knew my parents' routines. I knew my parents' schedules. And then I would just set my schedule and how I got my homework done you know, based on their routines and their schedules. So my parents would go into their bedrooms after dinner between six and seven o'clock at night. And that's when I would go and work on my homework was like after that point in time, after I'd kind of dealt with my parent responsibilities. So this was just like the way that I accomplished things and got things done. So then when I was living with somebody whose schedule was really variable and it changed all of the time and I didn't really know what to expect from day to day, I really struggled because it was kind of like I didn't have predictability and routine in my life. And that was the way that I soothed my nervous system. And honestly, that created, that has created conflict between us in our entire relationship. And it was the biggest thing that we had to have a several hour long sit down conversation about, was about routine and getting things done, you know, day to day, how we were going to get things done day to day in our house. So... I do the vast majority of the household chores, cleaning, all of that kind of stuff because I thrive in routine. I have the routines for cleaning the house. She works outside of the home. She goes to the kitchen where she bakes and she goes to the shop and I stay at home and I take care of stuff around here. And 
it hasn't always been quite exactly like that. Um, and we really struggled a lot in the early years of our relationship because we were both trying to take care of things, but we both have our own way of doing things. And I really struggled with giving up control to someone else to get things done because I had these routines and systems that I'd created that worked for me, but now I'm living with somebody else and I don't really know how to get those routines and systems to work that work for me to work for her too. And the reality is that they don't work for her. So like my approach to doing life is not what works for her. When I talk to her about Notion and setting up my Notion templates and getting organized to her, it's just like, that's not how she does it. It's not to say that she's not an organized person. She is a baker, so she has to have a lot of systems. She has to have a lot of routines that help her kitchen run and work for her employees and all of that kind of stuff. But when it came to like the day-to-day maintenance of her house and the day-to-day maintenance of life, she had a very different approach than I did. So because I had kind of always set my routine based on the person that I was living with, this created a, a huge rift because I couldn't really understand her routines and systems and she didn't really understand my approach either but because I was used to being led I I let myself basically just follow her and that did not work for me because then I wasn't getting the routine that I needed let me tell you if you've lived if you've lived it, you know it. If you've lived through this experience of being in a neurodiverse relationship, you know it because you have been there and it is hard because you love each other and you want to live your lives together, but the way that you manage your day-to-day life seems incompatible and so then resentment builds around that rather than around a lack of love in the relationship. So it's very challenging. So one of the things that I learned that has actually been really helpful for me through all of this is I learned how to release some of my attachment to the routines that soothe my nervous system. I actually recently saw a TikTok that's kind of related to this where there was um, somebody who said that they had autism and ADHD And then they didn't experience that as in disability. This is the way that they described it. They didn't experience that as a disability until they had children, because when they had children, they did not have control anymore because their kids would, their, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't know, you know, the ins and outs of parenting. I only know what I've observed and learned from some of my friends and my family members who have children. But it seems to me from the outside looking in, I can totally understand why having kids would 
totally disrupt the very delicate um, balance that you have created to manage your life and soothe your nervous system. Because now there are these other people who are introduced into your day-to-day environment who you don't have control over. You don't have control over when they cry. You don't have control over when they need things from you. And especially in the beginning, you can't even talk to them, you know, (laughs) because my partner and I spent a ton of time talking about this kind of stuff and trying to come up with solutions. And you can't really do that, you know, with a baby. So I can totally see how that would be a challenge. I will say, though, that I think a lot of people, um, as they're moving into like their 30s and 40s, experience this through getting into long-term relationships uh because when my partner was now introduced into my environment and she's there all of the time she's not like my roommate who was gone most of the time now i am trying to do things the way that i do them which is in a very highly routine highly systemized way and she is there disrupting those routines And to me, that would feel like a personal attack. Like, why would you interrupt me when I'm doing this? Why would you interrupt me when I'm doing this routine? This is only one reason why I've known for a long time that I did not want to have kids. Because I hate being interrupted. And I do not handle it well. If somebody comes in and starts talking to me when I'm in the middle of my highly, like, efficient system. I just don't understand why you would even do that. So I've had to learn (laughs) through my relationship to release the attachment. And the man that was hard. I read so many Pima Chodron books because (sighs) sad thing is you just don't have control over over everything, do you? You don't have control over everything. And if you choose to be in a long-term relationship and you choose to live with your partner, you don't have control over them. Ugh, it sucks so hard. But I also know that it's through my relationship that I've learned how to release my attachment to my expectations of the way that things are supposed to go. And I've had to release my expectation of what I need to get done every day, what I need to get done in my life. So like when I was living alone or basically alone with my roommate, I could do anything I wanted every day. I could read every day. I could write in my journal every day. I could do a tarot reading every day. I could clean the whole house from top to bottom if I wanted to. I just had more ability to do whatever I wanted each day. And with living with another person, I have to also be there to emotionally support her. I have to be there to talk about things in our business. And I have to become more okay with disruptions. So what we had to do is we had to set some boundaries around, you don't come into my office when I have the door shut. Because when I'm in there and I have the door shut, I'm doing my routine at work and I don't want to be disrupted. This is part of the reason I couldn't work in an office because I hated getting interrupted by people who wanted to have 
small talk time. Ugh, gross. Okay. And so we had to set expectations between us about that. Um, I had to create routines and systems to soothe my nervous system that were going to fit in with her schedule as well. So we had to talk about like the inconsistencies in her schedule. So to me, they look like inconsistencies and to her, they feel like consistencies. So she doesn't go to work and leave at the same time every day. She has to go into the kitchen a couple days and she leaves at different times. And to me, that was really creating a lot of issues because it was like, I don't know how to do things because you're coming and leaving and going at different times all of the time. So we had to go through day by day with both of our schedules. And I had to look at these are the hours that she has specific things going on. Like she always has therapy on this day. She always has to do this delivery on this day. And then I had to create my system of having different expectations of what my day was going to look like each day based on what was happening with her. So now I actually think it's working well for me because I do struggle with doing the same thing every day because I like novelty and I seek novelty, but I also thrive in routine. So right now I feel like I'm getting a good balance of routine and flexibility. And I know that what I'm doing, the way that I'm approaching my life right now is only possible because I had to go through a very difficult period of releasing attachment to the way that I do things because of my relationship. Um, and I think that's all I really want to say about it. I just, I know that this is something that other people struggle with. Uh, and that's what's really helped us. And that's what's really helped me so far. And I feel like this really builds on what I talked about last week around like setting those routines, but you can also just become too attached to them. And so you have to strike a balance between having the routine to soothe your nervous system, but also being able to be flexible with yourself when you're not able to maintain it. So if you have any questions, thoughts, musings, I'd love to hear from you on Instagram. I'm at ashgravity. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week and enjoy your life. Yeah, enjoy your life. All right. And uh, anything that I mentioned in today's episode is linked in the show notes. And if you enjoyed it, I hope you will consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening. Thanks.